0: how's it hanging folks welcome back to the fsl podcast a weekly insight into a fantasy football league where rivals are formed words are eaten and wallets are opened i'm ben your host for today's show along with my co-hosts trevor newcomer aj and your ever mediocre sacco eric we got a great show for you today where we we'll recap this week's matchups, make our pickums, and some big old trades happen. So, passing it over to you. How are we feeling, gentlemen?
1: This has probably been, besides, you know, obviously losing the Sacco Bowl, this is probably my most demoralizing week I think I've ever had in the FSL. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it, it was rough. We'll go into it more in my matchup, but uh, I am very very disappointed after this week. It was a crushing loss.
0: I can imagine yeah it's pretty tough um, we have we have a shiny new face amongst us today. I'm actually pretty excited about this AJ you've had a pretty big week yourself. let's uh how you feeling bud? I'm feeling great.
2: Um, there was a lot of a lot of sadness uh, at the end of last weekend. And then there was a little bit of light with uh, why, why was there some sadness? There, was, did, there just there just was some stuff going on with the team and um, lack did you, of did lack you of, lose uh, to someone? You know it, it might have happened. Um, <laughs> it was discussed last. <laughs> week. You really don't need to revisit that. <laughs> but there was there was some lack of participation from a few individuals on the team led to some team meetings. A very very immediate press conference. Um, Which ended up getting thrown right out the door when a great opportunity for a big trade came in. And uh, once we talk into how last week's matchups went, we'll we'll go into why I'm feeling great. But uh, other than that, I mean, Trevor, how are you doing?
3: Uh, I'm all right, man. I mean, seen better days. (laughs) Ain't got a whole lot to say right now, but I'll I'll give you guys all my excuses that I know you're just dying to hear uh, when we get to the recap
0: truly can't wait for it well i feel like oh, it's one on... more uh,
1: one more thing before we start uh, shavuot tov to everyone uh celebrating and fasting
0: shavuot tov we uh tov
1: have...
0: Shovel tov anyways <laughs> yes. how do you... wait how do you say it eric
1: shavuot
0: tov shavuot tov shavuot tov. tov to all of yes. our jewish listeners um you know at
3: I... shavuot tov
0: there you go well anyways um kind of to kick things off this week i figured we'd kind of recap the big old trade that happened a lot of this year has not really involved a bunch of trades been pretty quiet on that front but this week ended or started i should say with a bang um now i myself being a part of the three-way trade can't really say much nor can aj but i'd love to get your takes trevor and eric
2: do you want to map out what it was first
0: yeah absolutely so the trade in discussion this week was actually a massive three-team trade where I received Jonathan Taylor and Adam Thielen. Nate, current champion, receives Aaron Jones and Elijah Moore, and our good friend AJ received Debo, Amari Pooper, Cooper, 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 Coop, and Zeke Elliott. So, love to get your take on it, guys.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a big trade. I would say my first reaction is I was kind of annoyed because I had been talking with AJ for days about getting Jonathan Taylor. And after the tri- after his uh, big press conference, I thought that, you know, he's just going to hold on to him. And then, you know, just to see him move the next day was a little frustrating because um, I really wanted Jonathan Taylor. But, you know, it turns out with you know his potential injury, I might have you know, avoided something there. But that was my first initial reaction. My second initial reaction, it was, uh, it was a really fair trade. Usually, I think in the FSL, we're used to seeing, you know, in a three-teamer like that, usually one side ends up getting kind of shafted compared to the other two. Uh, But I think every team got what they really needed out of this. Uh, Ben uh, gets, you know, arguably the best player in fantasy when he's healthy. Uh, Obviously he's having a down year now, but uh, if you look at how Jonathan Taylor started last year compared to this year, through the first four weeks of the season, he was RB 24 last year. He's RB 24 this year. He finished as RB one last year. So Jonathan Taylor definitely has it in him to, you know, turn things around and just be the stud running back that everyone expects him to be. So Ben got that. Uh, Nate got a lot too. Um, I really liked, uh, Aaron Jones and Elijah Moore. Obviously, I love Elijah Moore as a Jets fan. Uh, Aaron Jones uh, is obviously over RB one. Miss you, Aaron. Yeah, Ben's favorite player. Uh, weird to see Ben. Uh, I'm surprised you gave him up after you bought a jersey and you know made him your first round pick and I had him last year.
0: Absolutely no regrets. I apologize to interrupt, but there's no regrets on the jersey. I still support him. I was wearing the jersey this past weekend. <laughs> There's a difference between it it almost feels like a homer pick at this point. It's like sometimes it hurts twice as bad to have players on the team that you like. I don't I'm not a Packers fan. I'm a Colts fan, but I just love Aaron Jones so much to see him not do well was almost like he was on the Colts because if he did poorly then it hurt cuz I wanted him to succeed and it hurt my fantasy team. So it kind of <laughs> removes a bit of an evil for me there. Can yeah. I ask?
3: Can I ask real quick just just so I understand that? Why do you love Aaron Jones so much? I didn't realize that you loved him this much. I thought you just loved him like a fantasy player.
0: Oh, I just think he's a fantastic player. I think he's an effective runner. I think he's ridiculous. And I also like what he stands for. You know, he seems like a you know good guy. But yeah, no, I uh, quickly became a fan of his after just watching him play last year. Um, and he's so, so dynamic to watch yeah. play football. So yeah, just a big fan of his game.
1: Cool. So yeah, that, that was definitely a big get for Nate. And I think also the fact that he was able to get rid of Zeke and Adam and Thielen, and get those guys off his team uh, to other teams, is going to help him out in the long run. Neither of them really seem that like they're going to do much this year, so I think you know that was a big part of the trade for him. You know, obviously getting players back, but also getting rid of some players that might not help them in the future. Well, I, I got
2: rid of Thielen. He got rid. Of oh, him.
1: you got rid of Thielen? Oh, okay, yeah. I thought he did for some reason. Maybe he had him last year, and that's why. Yeah, he did. Uh, that's what it was. Um, But, yeah, and then AJ, obviously, I liked your – not obviously, uh, but I liked your side of the trade the most. Obviously, you had to give up Jonathan Taylor, which is brutal. But getting back Debo and Amari Cooper totally changes your team. Uh, Obviously, we saw what Debo did on Monday night. Uh, Debo is ridiculous. And Amari Cooper has been Jacoby Brissett's number one target. They just feed him targets in that system. Obviously, it's a run-first offense, but – he is their passing game pretty much. So picking up two really stud wide receivers for Jonathan Taylor, uh, I think was a big get for you. And obviously Zeke, you know, Zeke is Zeke. Uh, I'm a Tony Pollard owner, so I'm not a huge fan of Zeke, but you know, he's a running back that you can start uh, there's, you know, running backs this year are pretty bad. So I think everyone made out pretty well. That those were my thoughts. Um, Trevor, what do you think about the trade?
3: I think you already covered it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Well, you could you could think differently, okay? Yeah, I know, but I I don't really, honestly. Like, I mean, it it makes sense. Uh, I think Ben did a good job selling high on Amari Cooper because I think that was the absolute ceiling that he had. Um, Ben, I I I I agree with you.
0: (laughs) So I was gonna say, and one thing in defense of the trade for myself and AJ, yes, to a degree, I think I sold high on Amari, but I also think at the same time Amari his ceiling isn't much higher than that but his floor uh, I'm not saying
3: it's a bad I mean, trade it's, by any means 4% this week yeah,
0: yeah but I do think that <laughs> I, I think the, it, it exists <laughs> it does well the one thing I'll say as a former pooper owner Cooper owner I'm now investing in it I'm fully behind the name the away games are not fun. the home games are great. But that's where he becomes pooper is on the road. So for some reason, he's just phenomenal at home. And Jacoby looks good. So, well, you know, again, I don't think that's going to be lost. Maybe he needs hotels or something. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Maybe he's just obsessed with his mattress. But yeah. yeah, no, it was a big trade. I think all three of us made out of it. Well, I think. Um, yeah, I don't. And as much Wait, as you guys all made out made out well yes yeah
3: we and we and we traded pretty
0: well too right
3: oh okay oh yeah well i I was gonna say that's how so that's how you signed and sealed it huh we don't shake yeah
1: i was gonna say you don't kiss to seal
3: the deal on trades i was about to say who who shakes hands in the This might be something i need to start doing you know what yeah
0: (laughs) okay okay i think people just don't among league mates
3: I think people just
1: don't want to kiss you, Trevor, because you're kind of ugly. I'm sorry.
3: Oh, Damn. Is it the facial? Is it the Is it the? I look pretty shaggy right now. Is that it? Or is it just like in just like all the time?
1: I th- I think it's the physiognomy. I think I think you the just failed. The phys- you failed the green line test, Trevor. Have you not seen what the green line test is?
3: What the, the fizzy? What?
1: Physiognomy. <laughs>
3: what? I don't know what that is. Uh, you failed the pretty test because okay.
0: you eat too much Arby's. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, no, man, they I, dude, the curly fries, man. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> to not go down a rabbit hole.
0: Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Continue. You know, we had a massive trade this week, but let's just get straight into the matchups. And I think it's only fitting to start with the two Re- on the show. AJ, quick, Trevor, though, okay. um,
2: before we talk about that, going off exactly what you said, Ben, with the trade, we traded well. Like, the yeah, we did. So three team trade did not start with you. Um, it was me, Nate and Ryan. And that lasted over the course of like 48 hours. And it was a nightmare. And going to what Trevor said about normally when we see three team trades, one side is going to get shafted. Ryan was going to get boned if he decided to go through with that trade. Like, I'll, I'll looking back at it. I'll say it now because, yeah, but Nate and I just thought we could talk him into doing it. Uh, times. I mean, sounds Ryan's like he credit. was pretty
0: close to doing it, too. Yeah, I was gonna say, I saw the trade. Credit, yeah. There were
2: times he had us convinced.
1: Yeah, you guys, you guys are gonna give um, him a lot of garbage, yeah. but
0: it,
2: it, it's just, yeah, it wasn't like hot garbage, but it, it didn't make sense for him to do it. But, um, <laughs> Let's call a spade
0: a spade. To be, it was pretty yeah, hot garbage, it
2: was pretty but bad. When we decided, it was garbage. we decided to part ways with Ryan, Nate and I then opened it up. The rest of the league then quickly jumped in, and I think within. It was what, like maybe two hours we had it figured out?
0: Yeah, maybe. I think parody prevailed. I think we all were on the same page at that point. No one pointed fingers. If something was disagreed on, we just went back to the drawing board, figured it out, and everybody got what they wanted. So I Let's think it worked see. really well.
2: Within, Yeah, between college football that was on, we were all watching. Between you planning your wine event, mm. like that, a couple phone calls later, it it happened.
0: Yeah, so – Right. Anyways, enough about us, AJ. I'm sure we could talk about it all day because we're very proud of this. But let's get into the matchups, which actually is back to you.
3: I you got you get f- to finish my breakdown of the trade. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to keep us. I let you track.
3: interject. He asked to interject okay. for two seconds and I lose total control. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Final uh, thoughts? Anyway, fi- my final thoughts were, I know at the time I was like, AJ, your team got worse today, but that was just because I played you this week. <laughs> and I was very disappointed that you got Debo Samuel out of that. Um, I didn't want to play him, but obviously I talked it all down. <laughs>
0: and, and, and with all due respect, I don't think that would have made a difference. It, didn't, you it up-
3: didn't make a difference at all. Like
0: I already and Speaking of, let's go into the matchup, boys. I mean, kind of little breakdown of this week, as everybody saw AJ versus Trevor this week, the final score was 120.58 to 156.00 with the first win on the year for Mr. AJ. Um, You know, it was a massive bounce back week for you. Thanks to the Hawk strap. TJ Hawkinson had a phenomenal game with over 170 yards and two touchdowns. Brady and Evans were on the same page and your new buddy Debo gave you a massive 57 yard, 58 yard touchdown where he completely bodied jalen oh it's incredible and then zeke even held his own so yeah trevor you you know on the bright side for you you had a big bounce back from russ and derrick henry is looking like the derrick henry of old you know was at 140 something yards on the day but you know a little bit of a a dip from Diggs, kirk and j-rob but at the same time you know pass it over to you two i want to hear the thoughts
3: i'd like to say one thing um yeah the J-Rob Kirk thing, that, that's, your, that's your Jags. It's your stock in the Jags right there. And I don't know if y'all watched that game. It was freaking pouring. I didn't realize how much it was pouring, but I should have paid closer attention during the morning. Instead, I just watched the fucking Saints-Vikings game and then went to lunch with Liz and didn't even look. And that was a mistake. But at the same time, wouldn't have made a difference because of the just... Absurd numbers that AJ put up.
0: Yeah, AJ, love to hear your thoughts because at the beginning of the week, we were even talking about a potential trade for a tight end and your gut told you to ride with Hawkstrap. How does that feel?
2: It feels good. Um, to be honest, like we were talking earlier in the week, I didn't expect 39. I don't think anybody did. Um, I was saying I was going to be happy with like 15 plus. I knew he'd get his targets. He got 12, eight receptions. So I knew he was going to get targets with everybody being out on Detroit. But thirty nine was
0: a little. I, th- I mean, he won't ever touch that again. I think,
2: so. <laughs> he might I, this I, week. I'm very fine. Everybody's this, out again.
0: Yeah, I'm in. Rob, man, I'm out. in. Roz not back. So we'll see. But um, but yeah, I, I mean, I was I was pretty ecstatic about
2: Tom Brady finally looking like old Tom Brady. He had to partially because the Chiefs were. Throttling the Buccaneers, so he had to throw the entire game. Um, mm-hmm. Givens is a cheat code, especially when you don't have a cornerback in the garden. Um, I put Zeke into my starting slot. I was that's about what I expected with him. But I think the thing I'm most happy about um, was Josh Jacobs tearing up Denver's run game, arguably one of the best in the league. Um,
1: and he looks really good. He, he looks, looks phenomenal this year.
2: Like yeah, he does. You kind of take a look at the past couple games. Yeah, he was off to a pretty rough start, but he's solidifying himself as well in the receiving game which is kind of new um yeah really been super active in the receiving game and I think there's sorry I think the Raiders in general are starting to kind of t- turn their gears the right way and where they need to be offensively so I, I mean he's obviously not going to score 34 points I mean he was on my bench so it didn't make a difference to me um he won't score 34 I don't think again in the foreseeable future but um, I think he's going to solidify himself like as my strong RB1 slash2 right now. Um, well and
0: the the best part about it is it's a contract year for him so he's trying to make it or break it somewhere. so I mean he's clearly showing up so he's got a lot to prove so that I mean that could play into your hand completely AJ you know from that push from the bottom back up. so you've already made strides after this week but yeah, fantastic matchup. Um, look I think that neither team in this position, AJ, this was such a, a response from you. I think our trade really helped you out. I think Amari Cooper is not going to be like that. Debo is Debo. Hawkstrap's not going to be the same. TJ is going to be all right. But I do think that although you're giving up JT, JT kind of going through adversity of his own right now. I think he will figure it out. Not even saying that as a, an owner of his, but I do think that two points is not going to be the norm for him you know, injury or not. Um, But at the same time, although you had a get right week, Trevor, your team is by no means a slouch. You still do have, I mean, J Rob is not going to go up against the Eagles defense, which is like the number one against the, uh, you know, against the run this year. So, and in the pouring rain, you've got Derrick Henry who's back on track and it's just getting close to winter. So he just, the, the more season goes on, the more he's harder to stop. So again, I mean, there could easily be a chance you two meet again later in the year for something a lot more important, but you know at the same time, I think it was a fun week um kind of moving on just to keep us on track here. One of the ones where I said at the beginning the wallets were opened. Let's talk about our week high, Mr Micah Feldman time out oh, I gotta Sorry. call
3: the I gotta call the yeah one uh, yeah, of the pick results Ben is ah, the only yes. person that picked me. Sorry, Ben, I let you down. everybody else got it right. <laughs> Well, well, we'll get back to your pickums on mine Jared, well, actually
1: on. What was our uh, what are our pickum standings, Trevor, heading into this week?
3: Oh heading into this week? Yep. We are looking at <clears throat> Shully and Trevor tied at, for, in first place at 12 and eight. Uh, Jared uh, in third at 11 and nine. And then you, Sacco, uh, bringing up the rear at nine and 11. And then, if you want to hear how Ben and Kunis are doing, our two guests that we've had are the two. You know, they just joined late, uh, but they're both sitting at seven and three.
1: Hmm. Good couple of weeks for them.
3: Hmm. Hmm. So they're about to pass you up.
1: Uh yeah, I had a. T- I mean, I started zero and five to start the year. So to come back and almost be five hundred after that start, uh, I'm, i I've been improving. So. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I'll take a seven and three start. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, ben, a, you started five and zero. The hell of a start yeah i don't know if that's well i went three and three on the week then or five or two and three on the week didn't two i and three yes oh hmm. well not as great but we'll we'll take it yep so yeah. okay. okay so what were wait and could you recap the results on this week just one more time uh on this week okay so you want to hear oh like, no no i meant uh for this game oh for this game
3: everybody uh picked aj except for you uh so shilly eric Shully, Sacco, Jared, and Kunis all picked
0: AJ. Well, I probably shouldn't have reminded myself that I got that one wrong. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> As I said, week high this week, Mr. Micah played Bendy with Micah winning 156.66 to 127.12. So... This was a really exciting matchup to watch because as we all saw, there was a lot of um, financial backing to the shit talk this week as the shit talk didn't even pertain to the matchup. So Micah and Jared went at it talking about who was going to get the high score on the week with Jared repeating, what is it? 94 and 75.
1: Yeah. Clearly didn't Uh, matter this week. (laughs) Micah's previous two scores for uh, our listeners.
0: Well, As many will soon find out, I have a saying that I like to follow. That is, chat shit, get banged. Uh, Jared initiated the the trash talk, and Micah responded with a weak high. Um, Over to you guys. What are we thinking? Eckler back on track?
1: Yeah, I mean, I... I was always a believer. Everyone else has given Mike a lot of grief on the pod uh, recently about Eckler. I've always thought Eckler has been in the stud. Uh, And I mean, this is his real breakout game of this year. He's back to form. He had what, like 30, 30 points. I think Uh, 33.9,
3: but I had something to say about this as well.
1: Um, But yeah, I mean, Eckler was great. JJ had a big bounce back week. Uh, Mahomes was, you know, had a solid 24 point week, but the big thing for him is he had, So many contributions from just his like back of the team, uh, back of the roster, just like Hail Mary plays, like Lamondre Stevenson getting him 13, Josh Allen's getting him 21, uh, and then Jeff Wilson get well, actually, I don't want to say Jeff Wilson's a back of the roster, like Hail Mary play because Jeff Wilson. Has looked good uh, as the as the 49ers uh, starting running back ever since replacing Elijah Mitchell. Um, but then, you know, getting 21 points from his special teams as well and his kicker and defense. So Micah had contributions from everywhere. His Micah got lucky. Fi- his studs That's finally favorite. went off. And, yeah, he got contributions from the back end of his roster. Um, but I think it's good for him to really see Justin Jefferson and Austin Eckler really step up because they hadn't t- – I mean, Austin Eckler was fine before right. this, but
3: yeah. – <clears throat> I'd like to get some words in here before uh, Eric uses up all of our time. Um, So I was just trying to talk. Austin Eckler still only had 13 carries. He got three touchdowns to get to this 33.9, and he's not going to play Houston every fucking week. Uh, If Mike is smart, he goes and sells Austin Eckler right now and tries to get good value for him because I don't think this continues. What do you think he could get in return? Granted, he had six catches, but still. Yeah, he
1: had he had 20. He had 20 targets or, or like touches. Basically, he had this seven
3: game. targets. OK, relax. Yeah. Yeah. Plus yeah, 13 yeah, carries yeah, still with 20. no Keenan Allen. He had 13 total carries for 60 yards, uh, but he had three fucking touchdowns and he's not going to get that. I don't. I don't think he's going to get. The, and he's not. He's not playing Houston pr- every week. Like I said, I'm pretty
1: sure I saw. I'm pretty sure I saw a stat on Twitter th- today that said Austin Eckler is on pace to break Christian McCaffrey's record for catches in a season. So I think he's getting the volume. Um, well, I don't Downs think that's also been out for him. a lot.
3: And listen to the first opponents he's at. I mean.
1: Sure, but like he—he he is such a weapon that like they're gonna feed him. I—I th- I think you guys are crazy for hating on Austin Eckler. I think Micah should just ride him. I disagree with you, Trevor.
0: I don't okay. hate on Austin Eckler, but I do think that Trevor's got a good point because Eckler goes up against the Browns, Broncos, Seahawks, Falcons, yeah, but then the Niners and Chargers again, or the Niners and Chiefs. So I mean, he's definitely got some challenges, but he's also got some easy weeks. So it's like you can try and ride it out with him, but. I mean the Browns and the Broncos. I'm not exactly going to call as a walk in the park, if especially if Miles Garrett is back. Um, Browns know,
1: defense Steve, has been pretty bad this year. Actually, they've been a huge disappointment.
0: Well, how many games is is Miles back already though?
1: Uh, he just he just missed one it. game. That was all. Oh, okay. Never mind. But, then. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, regardless of how you feel about him, he does have a. You know, the Broncos, the Niners are coming up on the schedule. Like there is a few things to consider yeah. there, but you know, I. I don't think that if I was in Micah's position, I would be actively looking to sell, but I'd be, I'd be in talks. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd entertain offers simply because there's been so much uncertainty at the running. If back I'm position. him,
3: if I'm him, I'm pursuing another player and trying to use Eckler as bait personally. I, well, I, who I would would you, you guys can after. all disagree, but I mean, he had, he only had four, tar- by the way, he only had four targets in the only game Keenan Allen's played this year. So I don't know. But
2: they were also trying to figure out a little bit what they were going to do with their backfield. They they played three people pretty consistently that day. I mean his snap percentage was forty-nine percent. It's gone yeah. on it's gone up since then.
3: it's gone up to a whopping yeah. fifty or sixty that he's playing at.
2: Still ten percent
0: better.
1: I mean, Jonathan Taylor last only year only played like Jonathan Taylor only played like seventy percent of the snaps last year, and he was the RB one.
0: So I will I say 70 is a hell of a lot more
3: than 50 and 60. I will say, but
1: yeah, but I, I think the reason why Micah should stick with him
2: is because you look at like what he offers in the receiving game, he's a running back and he gets 10, 8, 7
3: targets in the games without Keenan Allen, Points,
2: 16 points exactly. But you have to look at that and think, you know, okay, I mean, he might not get 10 a game, but he still might get six or seven. And if he catches six or seven, turns it into 40, 50 yards, which he has the past three games. Even a touchdown last game. I mean, that's a consistent receiver, and then you add what he's going to do on the ground on top of that too.
3: The issue mean, was that they've been posted oh, sorry.
2: the numbers he's posted on the receiving end has made him more than fine with with what he posts on the rushing side because it hasn't been anything until um, Sunday's game. But I, I know Keenan's been out, but like, I, I mean, at some point he mm-hmm. he's going to be he's going to be.
3: Well, the problem also was that they weren't using him in the red zone, right? They were using Sony Michelle. So, I mean, I'm just curious when Keenan out, I think there's a lot of variables playing into Austin Eckler's hand right now. And I think that you can probably get a lot for him. So that's why I think if you can get full value for somebody performing at the top of their game, why would you not do that? Because chances are they probably fall back down. And if they do stay at that high level, you still got full value for that. So I think he should capitalize on three touchdowns and all these targets. Cause he only played 60% of snaps and he's played against Houston. So, and Keenan will be back. And then I not sure. I mean, maybe, maybe he is the red zone running back again. Uh, I mean, he was the year before, but Elfie yeah, was I was going to say he, he was,
1: he was last year.
3: I know, but he hasn't been this year. Right. And we're a month in now. And this last game was the first time that he's actually been getting touches in go- uh, scoring situations.
0: I do think that Eckler, is going to be an asset moving forward, but I think that Micah is, and I think he has already, but you have to temper expectations with Eckler because clearly there has been some use of Michelle, Josh Kelly. There is a lot that's going on in that backfield. We don't even know. We can't even account for what Keenan is going to do when he gets back. So I think that Eckler is a fine play moving forward, but I think that it's sort of just like a, you know, hold your breath and wait and see what happens type of thing. But I do think that this week, Micah sort of showed his true colors. I think his team was so much better than his record suggested. I think that he's been putting up a, you know, his, even his points total wasn't showing what the team was capable of. I think he will be fine moving forward. I think there's a lot that's going on for Micah's team. Um, but yeah, I mean, on the flip side, Bendy, uh, what do we think? I, I just?
1: I just want to say one more thing about Mike. Actually, I can say it later when we talk about him this week. Never mind.
0: Yeah. What do we think in a Bendy's team? I do think that AJ Brown is still looking like a solid pick, but well, actually, Chase Edmonds is. Yeah, but Damian Pierce is really making up for it. Uh, the I think the issue lies with Deontay Johnson. Now, do we think that he's going to be okay with Kenny Pickett a quarterback moving forward, or do we think that he needs to like? Because we've had such a carousel when it comes to Big Ben. We're like, well, what's he gonna be like with Trubisky? Turns out he was all right, but Trubisky lasted all but four weeks or three and a half weeks. And now it's Pickett who is a vulture when it comes to touchdowns.
3: <laughs>
0: Nonetheless. <laughs> I mean, what do we think about Deontay moving forward?
3: I'd be nervous if I was him. Personally. I, I mean, look at I mean, look at targets. 12 10
2: 11 4. Yeah. Then you look on the other side and Kenny I mean Kenny Pickett's favorite target is going to be George Pickens.
0: Yep. I think it's a, I there. think it's himself. I'm he sorry. I'm, nice I'm lashing try. out.
2: Red zone for sure.
0: <laughs> um but like I think George, it's the defense.
2: 3 two, he had 7 the game before but he had 8, but it was it was a substantial difference between Pickens between the first three games and now.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah,
2: like you said, it might have, who they were playing also might have had some effect on that. Being
1: the yeah, game. I mean, I, I I watched I watched that game, and like Deontay Johnson won even when Trubisky was in, he was struggling just because you know he was being blanked by DJ Reed all game. Um, but number two was when uh, when Kenny Pickett came in. I think the distribution of um of targets was like pickens had four frymeath had four and then i think naji uh claypool and deontay johnson each had two so like he the was clued... had
0: three najee had zero yes. targets don't talk zero
1: targets that. okay so it was someone else who had two then um the jets but deontay... had three Yes, they did. Jets corners. Uh, no, it's safeties as well. Oh, okay. two, Sorry. Two safe. Two safeties. One cornerback.
3: Yeah, get <laughs> but, your facts <back> straight. <laughs> all right, the 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 Jets secondary had three targets as well.
1: Yes, 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 yes. But um, but yeah. So he, clearly, he was he was pretty much only targeting uh, Frymouth and Pickens. They were his clear number. Like those were his guys. Um, so I would be concerned about Deontay Johnson a little bit. I still think he's the most talented wide receiver and he's going to get his targets because I mean, one, they just paid him a lot of money. And two, again, I think he's their best player or his, Uh, he might be their best offensive player, but he's their best wide receiver for sure. Um, So I think, you know, he just needs to develop chemistry with uh, Kenny Pickett. George Pickens already has that chemistry with Kenny Pickett because they were both on the second string uh, all off season and training camp. So he will develop that chemistry and I think he'll get there, but in the short term, I'd be a little concerned long-term, not too much.
0: I mean, Josh Allen is Josh Allen though. So I think that that's always like a heartbeat for his team. I mean, you're not really going to get any better than that at quarterback. Right. Yeah, so. I mean,
1: he, he got his Josh Allen and Christian McCaffrey performances that he needed this week. He got 22 out of Josh Allen, 25 out of CMC, our first like real vintage CMC week of the season. I think, I mean, he's been okay, but like, this is like nine catches. We haven't seen this. Yeah. I mean, before his previous high in targets was five. Um, so hey, Matt
0: rule, Christian McCaffrey is actually pretty good. You should target him. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty sure there was like, uh, there was like some stat where like, uh, they like started calling for Christian McCaffrey in the state and the fans were like booing. And then as soon as they started booing that next drive, they gave McCaffrey like four or five touches and he scored a touchdown. And they were like, look at how easy it is to score.
0: Rightfully so. So (laughs) AJ and Trevor, what do you guys think? You have any insights on this one for us?
3: I think Betty seems going to be fine. He has Chris Godwin on his bench as well. So it's Josh Allen, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Damian Pierce, who's really coming into his own, even though. Game script might not be great all the time, but A.J. Brown's a beast. I mean, and then Godwin in the flex, right? Like, ugh.
0: Who's his other receiver?
3: Deontay oh, Johnson Deontay. and uh, A.J. Brown. As we were just talking about him. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, he's also got Jacoby Myers, who's out right now, who was doing pretty well before. Yeah, well,
0: they have the next Tom Brady and Bailey Zappi, so we'll. uh yeah. <laughs> you know, Looking forward to the next twenty years of that.
3: Have you
1: guys seen the pictures of uh Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi? They literally look. They look exactly
0: copy-tical. the same. It, it literally
3: Identical. looks like Mac Jones
0: is just a higher res photo. Yeah, it's incredible. Someone said it was Mac Jones, or it was the uh, the guy who was playing Mac Jones in a documentary about Mac Jones. <laughs> yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. I that. So, yeah, that was a uh, pretty exciting matchup. I think Micah certainly enjoyed the victory on that, especially because it applied to a different matchup, um, which was, and we'll go into it, for all the ice cream. It was myself against Jerry on the week. So I actually ended up winning 106.28 to 93.12. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I think this was the shiniest of two turds bowl. Um, It was a pretty... You know, a second straight week of a pretty messy matchup, Um, but I, you know, managed to scrounge out a win, which was pretty impressive, considering it was the second lowest score of the week versus the lowest score of the week. Um, But, you know, I guess as fortune plays it, fantasy was on my side this week. But tell you what, I'm not going to lie to you to start off. Kelsey plays like a bat out of hell and i really didn't appreciate it when it started off with a 16-yard touchdown in the first 17 seconds of the game and i was like oh i'm going to lose this yep so i mean what kelsey's
2: 34-point lead going into monday night is that what it was 30
0: yep it was a no i had a 37.9 lead and i created a poll seeing if people were taking the over the under on fantasy points for Travis Kelsey. And the scary part about it was at the beginning, I think more people voted that he'd get the over on the fantasy points than the under. And I went, these people are overreacting to this. And then of course he started with a 16 yard touchdown. I went, Oh no. (laughs) And the rest of the night I was, as I'd like to call it, I was, you know, squidgy bum. I was hanging on the end of my couch, just sort of sitting there, not being able to move. And I was like, why can I not just go to bed on a Sunday night at a reasonable time without my heartbeat being at a regular beat? So, yeah, I mean, Kelsey's insane. Um, Although I will say, I think it's been marred by the, you know, the unfortunate end of Javante Williams season, who looked extremely efficient looks like an awesome talent for the future. I wish him the best of luck on the recovery, but yeah, that's not a great, that's not a great week for, for Jared. So what do you guys think? AJ? Uh,
2: Yeah. Um, I guess we'll, we'll touch with Jared's team first. I I mean, Saquon, as long as he's healthy, is going to be producing fine numbers. I don't think he has anything to worry about there unless it is health related. Um, Unfortunately, Javante did go down. That was an unbelievably big loss for Jared. Um, his receivers were very, very mid this week. Um, so bad. Um, A.J. Dillon, his typical week without scoring a touchdown, under 10 points. Um, yeah, talking about Kelsey, though, that was – it was the most – it was the best way you could have started a game, you know, like, just for the entertainment purposes. Um, <laughs> I mean, when Tampa muffed – or they fumbled the the kickoff, and it was just, like like you said, 17 seconds in, here's a touchdown. And then he immediately got, like, on the next two drives. It was like six or seven more times.
0: <laughs> it was not and, fair. I, mean, he, I was so he scared. He climbed the 20
2: points, like, I think well before the second quarter was over. And we all thought oh, yeah. we were screwed. Like I mean, it would have been unbelievable if he would have posted – it would have been 38 what he would have had to get. And then in the second half, it was like he was just – completely shut out of the offensive scheme, which made zero sense, but.
0: Well, it was because Tampa Bay figured him out because I, I I told Trevor this um, earlier in the week, I think it was almost bad for Jared that they started so hot with Kelsey because I mean, it was just one of those game plans where the bucks had to adjust so quickly to his effectiveness that they over adjusted and then all of the other weapons opened up. And so the chiefs just kept scoring, but they didn't have to go to Kelsey, which thank goodness that happened. But at the same time, that's one of those things where it was like, Kelsey was almost too good at the beginning for it to be kept up throughout the game. Yeah. yeah. So Trevor, do you have any thoughts yeah, on a game? Oh, sorry. Oh God, Jared, I was hey, just going to
2: say the last thing on Jared I've got is um, Tyler Algier. Atlanta. I think it's I said Algier, Algier, uh, Algier, Algier. Um, the fact that Cordell is now on IR, um, obviously for four weeks. That's that's a huge, huge kind of. Now I don't, I don't want to say cushion because he hasn't really had the the full game opportunity to prove himself, but he has proved he is efficient when he's been in the game. So, um, yeah, losing Javante, you're not going to replace him with Tyler, but it's at least something he can try to fall back on for the next couple of years.
0: Yeah, for sure. Trevor?
3: Um, Jared. Oh, no, buddy. I wonder if he's starting to sweat the uh, Gabe Davis pick yet.
0: (laughs) I sent him a tweet that said it was all Gabe Davis owners. And it was the guy on Twitter who's like, we're going to the moon. (laughs) I promise. He's like, you just have to hold the line. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, I think Gabe Davis does have a lot of potential. I think he's been battling that injury the last few weeks, but I think it'd be beneficial for the bills to use him because I mean, he is an incredible talent. So I don't know if I am. I think, although I played against him, I do think that he's going to be a fine play at some point throughout the rest of the season, the next couple weeks might be a little brutal, but I do think Gabe Davis is going to pan out at some point simply because you can't really deny the talent and Josh Allen is incredible, but yeah, it was a pretty bad week. Um, Curtis Samuel has to deal with Carson Wentz as a quarterback been there, done that don't want to do that anymore. Sorry, AJ. Um, but yeah, Trevor go on. Yeah. And AJ Dillon has
3: to deal with Aaron Jones in the backfield as well. So I mean, if I'm Jared, I don't. I don't even want to think about that. Honestly, he's in such a bad situation.
1: Yeah, I I agree. If I'm Jared, I'm panicking. Um, he, he, Javante going down, honestly, might be the death. Uh, like death knell for his team. Um, his wide receivers. I agree with Trevor. Gabriel Davis is like like a really bad pick, even in week one when he was healthy. Uh, he had five targets, and he was really only saved by uh, that big touchdown. Plates. Yeah, those yeah. that touchdown play. Um, so Gabriel Davis has really just not looked good this year, and he totally skimped on wide receivers otherwise. So he, he basically has no one to replace him when he's either injured or is not doing not doing well. And he had no depth to begin with, and now Javante's down. So I think Jared needs to be working the trades this week. Uh, uh, he needs to be working the the phones this week. Uh, which is Gabriel,
0: Gabriel Davis or Brandon Cooks moving forward. Trevor, you don't have to answer.
1: Oh, Brandon Cooks. 100%. Oh, it's easy? not even close. <laughs>
0: Gabriel Gabriel Davis or Rashad Bateman?
1: Bateman. that's not even close. Are you naming other really? players that were picked around
3: him?
0: Uh, I'm just trying to get a gauge. I'm just trying to get a gauge on. Can we play well, that I mean, real quick? How about this? Gabriel Davis or A-Rob moving forward? of
3: Gabriel well, davis a-,
1: a rob should yeah, be dropped, yeah. i don't i don't understand why micah still has a rob and darnell mooney on his team they should not be on the Because he's
3: just praying because he has nothing on his team aside
1: from
0: his starters a micah rob or know. darnell movie darnell, Mo- uh. Mo- darnell mooney moving forward
1: darnell mooney but i don't want either and micah has both but yeah i I don't know. I'm I'm terrified. If I'm Jared, you have to be making a trade because you have to use one of your stars to get depth because you have no depth and you're I'll being see forced Gallo to
3: this week. I, I agree. Okay. Yeah, would you ha- rather have? Would you rather have Gabe Davis or Amon Ross St. Brown?
1: Amon Ross St. Brown.
3: Yeah, that even a question? I'm sorry. He was Amon Ross with three after. So you're joking? Not joking. No, he did. He does. Would you rather have Gabe Davis or JK? Or <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, that, <that's laughs> I'm sorry. Or, um, Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was a given. I feel like, I feel like a lot of these are going to be givens. Also, AJ, that must feel very good getting the Jacobs pick there trading up for that.
2: It, it, I was, I was, yeah, I, I definitely wanted to jump on kind of just having a third running back right out of the gate. Um, obviously I kept Jonathan Taylor and James Conner, but, um, yeah, a little lackluster weeks to start off, but if he keeps
3: producing what he did, I will really, be. Dude, I don't really think. Is, is 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 AJ's microphone cut, cutting out for anybody else? It is for me.
1: Oh, I was hearing it fine.
3: Maybe just move it a little closer or something. Well, um, about that. Yay! He's back. Jared, Jared oh. can fix that. We'll just have we'll just let him know.
1: But yeah, uh, going back to. Jared and trades. Uh, I think Travis Kelsey is more likely to be moved than Saquon, but I think he could probably fetch more for Saquon. Um, Cause you know, if you trade Kelsey, you kind of have to get a tight end back because I don't think the tight there's any good tight ends available on our waivers. And that kind of limits like, what you can like receive back while with Saquon, you can really just, you know, you can get the best package. Um, so I think he's probably not going to trade Saquon, but he should definitely consider trading Saquon. Um, Jared
0: Jared David
3: pitch right there. No Eric's joke. like, Hey, David, Njoku is <laughs> no, honestly,
1: no, th- I have an offer out for him on Kelsey because I mean, I have Dallas Goddard. I have a tight end that I can trade him back where like, it makes sense, but um I think he should definitely consider trading Saquon as well. I think he should, I think he just shouldn't limit himself.
0: We'll see what happens. That's uh you know, it was a pretty terrible uh week. JT didn't have a great one for me. Najee was okay, but Ah, uh, Kenny Pickett exists. So that's going to be a thorn in my side the rest of the year, I feel. Um, but yeah, not a very exciting matchup. So I feel like we can actually kind of move on to Shelley and Ryan.
1: Yeah, this is the uh, the annoying to trade with bull. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a dud, though. Uh, Shelley kind of blew Ryan out. Oh, actually, wait, before we go on to this, Trevor, uh, can you tell us the picks? How do I you do can,
3: actually. Comes? Thank you um on these pickems, i am the only one who got it right in picking ben Shully, sacco and kunis all picked jared
0: thanks for returning the favor trevor I no problem you. buddy <laughs> thank you by the way <laughs> <laughs> sorry think- aj
1: I think I've gotten your matchup so wrong every single time this year, Ben. every single time I've bet on you, you've, you've lost every single time I've picked you, you've, you've, uh, picked against you, you've won. So, well, let's
0: spoil uh, a surprise. Who are you betting on this week. this week?
1: I have <laughs> yeah. no idea. I have no idea.
0: AJ has all greens. <laughs> You're already making
1: a sales pitch for your opponent. Okay. But, uh, let's get back to the matchups. Shelley versus Ryan, the annoying to trade with bull, um, I think if I'm Ryan, I'm also concerned. Not as concerned as Jared, but I would be concerned. I think this kind of shows you uh, what happens to your team if your superstars don't do anything because he doesn't really have anything behind Lamar and uh, Devontae Adams. Um, I was going to
0: say, Devontae's been relatively consistent but inconsistent for his caliber obviously because he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers, but he went to another Hall of Famer and Derek Carr obviously (laughs) I mean what's the panic meter on that also can we talk about Darren Waller
3: yeah someone that nobody's
0: talked about about this year
1: Darren Waller has been awful this year uh the panic level on Darren Waller should be very high for Ryan I don't know if he I mean he's tight end 12 right now so he's barely a tight end one I and mean, he is the last tight end one in our league i don't That's think he load. stays it i don't think he stays a tight end one uh going forward i he doesn't get the volume anymore and he's the not,
0: participation tar- trophy of tight end ones
1: they're not targeting him in the red zone either he has one touchdown this year um he is a total afterthought in that offense so I almost be- like
3: getting the best wide receiver in football has an effect on you
1: yeah. And he doubled up on both of them. So it really yeah, like I think Trevor's harped on this a lot that it really limited his upside. And I agree. I think uh I would be very concerned about Darren Waller if I were Ryan.
0: Low hanging fruit, but says the guy who has Christian Kirk and Jay Rob. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I
3: know. I've
0: I've said that about my own team too. So Unfortunately, um, he's a like, "do as I say, not as I do" kind of guy. Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly.
1: yeah. It's it's also a little bit different when you know while Wall- he put so much capital into Waller and uh, Adams compared to how much he put into Kirk and J Rob. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of a, difference. Yeah, but she- Shelley had a great week. Um, Herbert went off, Chubb went off, C- Cooper Cup went off, which is, you know, that's, that's his core. But he also got an unexpected contribution from Miles Sanders in the Hurricane Ian Bowl. Uh, I don't think he should expect to get uh, no. 30 points going forward for Miles Sanders. But, you know, when that field was as disgusting as it was in Jacksonville, you take advantage of it. And Miles Sanders <laughs> certainly took advantage of it with a career game.
0: Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty crazy game with all the rain coming down there. But, AJ, any thoughts on this game?
2: Yeah, it, that was his ceiling for sure in Miles Sanders. Chubb is just – Oh, yeah. The thing with Chubb that I, I'm just not irritated with, but almost glad it's finally coming into full picture here, is he has always been an unbelievable football. He, oh, like, yeah. He's always been the best fantasy guy. But from a football standpoint, the dude is just a monster. So, oh,
0: for sure, working
2: on the fantasy level this year, I guess, is cool. Um, I haven't, yeah, I, I mean, it's fine. Um,
3: you Jordan, think that changes at all I, when Deshaun comes back? I think it only helps him. I agree. Yeah, probably only helps him because they'll be agree. a better offense.
2: But um, I, I, I'm kind of curious, your guys' thoughts on the George Kittle. <laughs>
0: I don't think it's the George Kittle pick that I don't like I think it's the Dawson Knox followed up in the eighth round
3: that was horrible yeah yeah, that, that wasn't was great awful. but I, I think mean, both picks were really bad yeah I agree thankfully for Sholley, he I did also
2: said that Harold Everett off waivers so he does have somebody to kind of fall back to who has been doing great um, but just, he just can't pedal like
0: any of him. the other guys
1: no
2: but um yeah, I, I, yeah, for sure. it's frustrating. I guess he just continues to put up absurd numbers. Marquise Brown's great this year. We knew he kind of would be with Kyler. Let's see um, what
3: happens when D-Hop comes back. But then back. again,
2: not entirely sure what that'll look like when D-Hop is back, if D-Hop stays healthy. Drake London seems like a great pick. Um, he had a pretty off week this week, but um, so far for rookie receivers, he's done great. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree on the Ryan side of it because – We all knew Lamar wasn't going to be able to post 40 points every week. Um, And there's going to be a point in time coming where Clyde starts to not post 20-plus point weeks. Um, He had 15 and 14 solely based off of the receiving game um, and then a touchdown in there eventually. But um, I I think Clyde starts to go down a little bit. Mike Williams will obviously go down a little bit when Keenan's back. Devontae seems to be pretty consistent for what we will see. I, I I think from the Vegas perspective of things um in their offense. It, he's not going to be the 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 Green Bay Devontae Adams. And I think that's what um, especially when we were talking about that trade, I think that's what Ryan got pretty hung up on um for a majority of it was he thinks he's a 30 point receiver now. Still, um, and that's not discrediting Devonte's abilities, um, by any means on the football field, but I just don't think he's a 30 point receiver in Vegas's system. Yep. Well,
3: it'll Ryan be interesting. Oh, Ryan and I had that exact conversation, uh, li- literally last week when he was trying to ship me Devonte Adams. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It'll be interesting to see what he does with Adams. Um, I mean, he has Lamar Jackson, who I think people will definitely want to buy high on, um, I think the, the most the most interesting part of this will be what he'll do at his RB2. Um, Cam Akers doesn't seem like he's the answer right now. I don't think he has an answer or a consistent answer on the bench with Damian Harris and Michael Carter. Um, but at the same time, he has the pieces to make a move. We'll just see what goes on there. Um, I think that kind of segues us into One our thing, good buddy. Okay. I'd like
3: to say that uh, I think Damian Harris would be fine, personally, as an RB2.
0: I think he'll be fine, but I do actually see him as more of a flex play because I think Ramondre is good enough to make that impact that may detract from his game. We'll just have to see if Bailey Zappi plays like the goat. You know, I'm sure Bill calls him Tom all the time, but (laughs) we'll, we'll, we'll have to see how that pans out. But I, uh, I love Damien. I'll appeal for Damien any day of the week. If you know, you know, um, but at the same time, I do think Ramondre is going to be a thorn in thorn in his side. So, yep. moving on, um, uh, Pickums,
3: Pickums. Oh, yeah. Everybody, yes. everybody picked Shully. Everybody got that one right. <laughs> that
1: was an easy one to project. Yeah,
3: we all saw this coming.
0: Well, I, uh, you know, from moving on from that one, we'll actually go to our good friend Eric against Josh, and so. Um, <sighs> Eric, I don't know if you want me to walk through this one, but 116.3 to 111.88, Josh wins with the start of Tua, Jalen Waddle, and a 12-point performance from Jamar Chase. Kind of walk us through this one, Eric. What happened?
1: Yeah, this was uh like I said at the beginning of the podcast, this is probably my second worst week in the FSL, besides for the Sacco Bowl. Uh this is a soul crushing loss. Because ah. after <laughs> after uh after Thursday night, uh I think he had 20 points from three players and I had 20 points from Joe Burrow myself. So we were basically tied on points. I had two extra players. Uh, so I was feeling really good. And then all of a sudden on Sunday, my wide receivers and Tony Pollard and my flex just decided just not to show up for week five uh, at all. Um, Terry McLaurin put up, I think, 3.5 points. Michael Pittman put up six points. T- uh, Tony Pollard might, might as well not have shown up. He put up 1.8 points. Uh, they did not show up whatsoever. And it was incredibly frustrating to just see such a winnable mashup. Uh, just totally disappear, especially since I had players on my bench really go off this week. J.K. Dobbins looks like he's finally back. He went off for 22. Uh, Robert Woods uh, had four catches and a touchdown, went off for 13. DJ Moore had 11 targets finally. Finally, they're using him in that offense. He had 12 points. If I had just put him in my flex instead of Tony Pollard, I would have won. Like It's just so frustrating that I had such an easy opportunity to win and I just blew it. But uh, some positives from my team, um, my running backs looked good. Uh, well, Leonard Fournette. I don't, I don't know what the hell was going on. You guys watched that game too. Why was he not getting usage? Because why? the
0: game script was, I mean, they were down from the beginning. Yep. That's why he got so many targets.
1: Yeah. But like, I don't understand. They were, they were using Rashad white at the goal line and they were using Rashad white on like, t- like complete drives where they were just taking Fournette well, off and they were just you guys, rotating them.
3: Did you guys see that tweet, uh, by the beat reporter that, uh, no, Leonard Fournette said that he wants to extend his career. So he's open to the younger guys getting more touches. Interesting. So he
0: wants a, to
2: They break. also did say that they wanted to start getting Rashad in a little bit more.
0: Yeah. Well, Rashad is in a, before, a prolific receiving back.
2: Yeah. The game before, I think it was, he was only in for, what was it? A series or something.
3: It, it, it was a really odd
2: stat. Uh, yeah. He
1: barely played. So
2: I, I, they, they did come out saying they wanted to get him more involved.
3: Yeah.
1: But, um, he still put up 18 cause he had, you know, seven catches and a touchdown. So that was nice. Uh, I'm ecstatic with what I'm seeing from Brees Hall. Brees Hall has been fantastic for me, uh, especially with where I picked him at RB 17. Um, I picked him in the second round, but we have a lot of keepers in this league. So there were a lot of running backs off the board. So I was really happy to get him there. He's currently second in the league and expected fantasy points. Um, so... Uh, he's getting the opportunities and he's on pace right now for over 110 targets on the season. Uh, he's going to get, he's on tape pace for more than 250 touches. And he just this week started getting more than 60% of the uh, the workload for Michael Carter. So he's already doing this with less than a 50% workload. And now I he's getting the workload.
0: So I didn't see how he played with Zach Wilson, but did he get a lot of targets from Is Zach Wilson yeah. known for his check downs? I mean, is he going to be, of it, is he going to be able to sustain that target count?
1: So Zach Wilson was not known for his checkdowns last year. That was something that he really needed to work on was knowing when to knock, like go for the big play and know when to just mm-hmm. take the, take the six yards in front of him. And he showed a huge, huge improvement this game in doing that. Uh, he targeted uh Brees hall six times, uh, which I think actually might've been his low on the year. Uh, but he also targeted Michael, Tar- Michael Carter, I think four or five times. So he targeted the running backs. It's uh, the second lowest. Bit,
3: like, Second lowest. Thank Week you. Two, we only had one, unfortunately, but ah. Brees Hall is really coming along. Yeah. Brees hall it is looking good.
1: fantastic. Um, but the big thing that I'm like happy about is the last two weeks, uh, he's been missed by both Flacco and Zach Wilson on would be like 50 yard plus touchdowns on wheel routes. They've just totally missed him. He was wide open, beat the uh, beat the coverage, and they just overthrew him by like a step or two. So if you add those in, that's another like 10 plus points to his performances both weeks. He's been a stud, and he's just starting to get the workload of like a superstar running back, and he's already pre- putting up great numbers, so I'm ecstatic with him. Um, and then the one other thing on my team, uh, I don't want to go on too much longer. Uh, I just picked up the 49ers defense, and I honestly think they could be a game changer. Normally, we don't talk about defense at all on this show. You're welcome. Show. Did you have them at one point?
0: I did, but I had to pick up oh. the Cowboys' defense. And hey, I,
1: I had the Cowboys' defense, so you know, we just swapped basically. And I think we we're swapped. both happy. I'm, I think we're I'm both pretty
0: happy. happy. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah. I'm all right with it.
1: I, I think we're both happy with our defenses, but the 49ers defense, uh, they have yet to give up 300 total yards, not passing yards, total yards to a single team this season. Uh, three of their four games, they've held their opponents to under 10 points. The other game, they held them to 19 points. They haven't given up 20 points in a game yet this year. Uh, they just had seven sacks last night against the Rams, two interceptions, one for a pick six. Um, I think they're going to be a huge weapon going forward. Uh, again, I lost and my wide receivers and Tony Pollard totally let me down, which was devastating stating but I did have some bright bright spots so
0: can we I will kind of move us on a little bit here can we talk about how DK Metcalf put up over 100 yards on seven receptions while holding in a poop the entire game
3: <laughs> not the entire uh, game
0: he eventually let it out
1: not yeah, just but DK like, Metcalf honestly I think we should also give some credit to Gino Smith who Josh has on his bench
0: Gino <laughs> is looking good Gino
1: Geno Smith just set a record uh, for the highest completion percentage for the first four games of the season by any quarterback to start the season uh, like ever, ever 70. Yeah. 77.6%. No quarterback has ever uh, started with a higher completion percentage through four games.
2: I think Um, we need to have Trevor change his team name to the Detroit lions because most points for most points against, and he's one in three Uh, oh the detroit i I mean yes credit gino obviously but Mm -hmm. at the same time they were playing the lions and it was an
3: absolute shootout
0: Uh, (laughs) i I was actually really Detroit
1: lions
3: (laughs) Uh, oh god i love it twice the offense wait half the defense (laughs) double the offense
0: (laughs) Oh gosh, Whoops. that I mean, I've never heard something so apt in the That's league. Great. That's great, phenomenal.
1: Trevor, <laughs> yeah. you better be changing your name right now.
0: Eat my ass, Sacco. You better <laughs> be changing your name right now. Not changing the, the eternal rebuttal, but yeah, I um, I mean, speak of the Detroit Lions, Jamal Williams kind of proven everybody wrong, even I mean, even with Swift in there, he was looking ridiculous. So. Does he stay a, even w- when Swift comes back? Does he stay a value? Do we think that Dan Campbell understands the type of running back that he has, and they just run a one-two punch? Does he does he keep fantasy relevance the rest rest of the year, or do we think that he kind of just drops to a bench piece?
3: Well, first off, Ben, I want to say great segue leading into the match. By the way, speaking of the Detroit Lions, that was nice. Um, but I mean, I don't, I don't, I I don't know about fantasy relevant. Maybe like a plug-in flex play in desperation, if you ask me. Um, But he's been, like, a goal-line vulture a decent amount already this season. So, I mean, I think he's going to do just enough to give you, like, maybe around 10 points, maybe, each week. But who knows?
0: It just depends on the matchup that you play. Maybe you can be okay with it. Maybe you can't. You may need to play the ceiling play. But I, I certainly think he could stay a floor. Um, I and- think
1: something really funny about Jamal Williams is probably two, three weeks ago, I was messaging Josh about a trade and uh, he, I was trying to get a running back from him and he didn't want to give up a running back. And I was like, Oh, you don't believe Jamal Williams is like good insurance for him. Like as backup, like if he need to start and he was like, no, I do not believe in Jamal Williams. And now Jamal Williams is like arguably like one of his best players. It's kind of funny.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, All it's funny. That way. It's funny how fantasy just says, Hey, you know how I have conventional knowledge and conventional understanding of the game? Yeah, screw that. We're gonna make Clyde Edwards Alaire the running back four on the year. <laughs> so I mean, life turns things on its heads. But kind of segueing into the last one, I will quickly say the Eagles defense is starting to look like an extreme value as well. I mean, they look unstoppable right now. And that team just has such an identity with Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. Miles Sanders coming into form as well. I mean, it's going to be really exciting to watch them the rest of the year. Mm, mm,
3: mm. Yeah, I'm with you, A.J. No, not Miles. Sanders.
0: I don't. It's not going to happen again. You no, don't think I, so?
3: No. Did you see that rain? Uh, and, and
2: I know if Sholey was on here right now, I would not be speaking because he would be screaming. Yep. He, I mean, he literally said, do not draft me in fantasy because I won't produce numbers. Yeah. They only I got 29s because they were playing in.
0: Like, it just – it. it
2: the, he had to touch the ball that many
0: times. So you do realize you know? that he's got 18.5, 11.6. Last, the, the, I mean, to be fair, against the. It's not happening. The Manders. You
2: can say oh. the numbers. It is not going to happen. I
0: you mean, know? I guess we'll see. He does play the Cardinals next week. So he could have a little bit of a field day. But then the following week, he's got the Cowboys and then a bye and then the Steelers. And if JJ or TJ Watts back by then, could he be? Or is. I mean, do we know?
2: I also think a big reason why numbers are getting posted for miles is because they're just blowing teams out of the water and yeah. they don't have know, to but... risk Jalen hurts. <laughs> they don't have to, they don't have to risk Jalen hurts yeah. by playing and running him all over the field.
0: Well, well, I'm sure we'll hear, hear about miles Sanders a lot in the upcoming weeks. Cause I do think that he's outperforming, but um, moving on to the last matchup that we were talking about this week, it was a bit of a shocker. Um, but at the same time, Eric or Sacco made the best, uh, you know, made a great point. The blow job of the week curse continues. Uh, I'm not actually a part of that, but take it away guys. What happened? What, what went wrong for Nate?
1: Uh, Mark Andrews did not have his normal game for one. That's a big issue for Nate. Um, number two, uh, his running backs. Yeah, that's a big one too uh and then his running backs didn't do anything this week uh i mean you know t higgins going off for 25 it's nice uh aaron jones going off for 15 is okay i miss you aaron um, but you know without jalen hurts and mark andrews going off for at least 50 between them
3: he also traded away debo
1: that's true he did trade away debo um yeah, it's just tough for him without the running backs because, you, you know, if his stars aren't doing well, his running backs don't have enough to really, like, help him. So his stars had a mediocre week and uh, Kunis just had a ridiculous week with Jared Goff and Rashad Penny in the Seattle-Detroit uh, shootout combining for over 60 points. Tyreek doing Tyreek things, Mixon having a good week. Alave, uh Alave looks great. Do you guys think Alave is going to win Rookie of the Year?
0: Uh, certainly has a He's certainly uh, got to chew in right now. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. Do you guys remember a couple of weeks ago on the podcast when Kunis said, "Well, it's a pretty even matchup at quarterback between Jared Goff and Josh Allen." Yeah, it's. I think he said the best. Not, oh, he said he's obviously got the advantage at quarterback. He's yep. got the advantage at quarterback. We called he, him a madman. He's not looking <laughs> half bad. We all days. laugh. <laughs> <Fantasy> <laughs> Jared Goff, so where did this come from? <laughs> like hyper, I mean, it's the motivation from Dan Campbell. He's just like, we're gonna eat everybody's kneecaps. I think it's, I think it's that they
3: have no defense and they just have to gun it all game long. I mean, it's yeah. the
0: recipe for success. But I mean, Kudis wonderful is for the- fantasy. Kunis is benefiting beyond belief. I mean, a lot of people in the the uh, coaches poll this week have him high up the rankings and rightfully. So Kunis, keep up the good work, bud. you're doing it for us down at the bottom here. It's for the cause. So uh, yeah, no, I think it was a phenomenal performance from Kunis this week. Um, I think that Mixon, although I've heard some, you know, rumblings of him being inefficient this year, not really one of the best backs there. I still think he's an asset when Deandre Swift comes back, he's going to be fine. I don't think he should get comfortable with Rashad Penny doing this every week because they're not going to play the Lions, but at the same time, what a breakout week for Penny.
1: He definitely can't get used to that. I mean, Penny's going to get game scripted. He, he's getting a game scripted at some point, like in a lot of games, the Seahawks have been, you know, scrappy this year and pretty good. Uh, definitely above expectations, but you know, there's going to be some games where the Seahawks are probably down three touchdowns in the third quarter. And like Penny's not going to get the 20 carries that Pete Carroll desperately wants to give him. Um, so, so
0: my, my question is here, Penny aside, I mean, uh, Tyreek is going to be there. Tyreek's going to have some bad weeks, but Tyreek is going to be a a valuable asset. Do we believe in Kunis as a contender?
1: I do. I
2: do. I I agree. And you also, I I hate having to say this, and some people might disagree, um, but he benefited very well with Javante going down, in my opinion. Um, Oh, dude. Melvin's going (laughs) to produce numbers because he probably won't. But uh, their, their other running back, Boone, had a pretty considerable snap share percentage after the injury.
0: Well, they uh, just signed Latavius Murray as well, to keep in mind. They did, okay. yeah. And yeah, Melvin he went, got what, four fumbles already? Or five? Yeah, he
1: does. Melvin has four fumbles in four games.
0: Was it just me, or did you guys hear the, the stat about Latavius Murray being one of the most efficient red zone running backs that we've seen in, like, the last 30 years? Have you guys seen that? No. In defense, his entire
2: career though seems to be revolved around the
0: red zone. Yeah, but for good reason, right? I mean, he's clearly effective. So, yeah. could that could that spell, you know, here we are talking about Melvin being the main beneficiary of this. Could you know that just spell mediocrity for him? Like all the red zone touches go to Latavius because he's so effective down there. I mean, Boone's going to obviously play a role, obviously not the passing down role because he's shown what he can do there during those two terrible drops against the Raiders. But I don't know if it's actually as good for Melvin as we think it is. I think that Latavius is really going to be a problem. Yeah. We'll see Um, what uh, people think about that as
2: well, because it'll be an interesting uh,
0: waiver wire. Well, I think the entire problem is actually going to extend from Nathaniel Hackett, but that's a whole other can of worms that we don't really have to go into. But, yeah, that was a recap of this week's matches. Um, you know, we've got a – I think it was pick'ems. a really exciting yeah, week. Yeah, no, pick'ems. recap us on those. Recap us.
3: Ben doesn't like the Pickums. apparently. <laughs> I didn't write him in on accident. That's my fault. <laughs> okay, so uh, on this game – oh, shoot, where'd it go? okay sorry nobody picked kunis we all picked nate
0: that's why i tried to skip it but no one believes me
3: and then i think oh yeah because we talked said, about the blowjobs blowjob and, curse and i believe nate immediately said when he saw that or when he heard that on the pod he chees kunis, kunis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he knew what was coming god dude i swear dude i i swear our league is is the main character it's a fantasy it's the, fantasy, it's
0: the fantasy fortunes that occur in this league the those who are not the favorites in the weekly pick'ems, in the polls that we put in our group chat always seem to come out on top it's like you the, can't script it i mean there's I mean, <laughs> it is truly its own story and that's why i love doing this podcast because we can just document all of the absolutely wacky stuff that goes on in this league so <laughs> that was this week's matchups along with this week's pickums. Uh, it was a pretty exciting week I think a lot of things are gonna change moving forward again still have to keep in mind it's only week four on a year but a lot going on definitely a lot going on a lot th- a lot of things to change but on to week five let's uh let's bring up this week's matchups so we'll actually start off with the matchup. Of the league as of right now, according to the coaches poll, we've got the number one versus the number two with Raw Doggin wow. against Mister Poopsack himself. Back to bad, with <laughs> Poopsack being the three-point favorite on the ever, con- you know, the ever terrible projections on Sleeper. So, what do we have on this week, guys? What do we think goes on? Hmm. You guys want me to start? Yeah,
1: go for it. <laughs> go, for, go for it.
0: All right, all right,
3: all right, all right uh okay this is my first time actually looking at this so let's see here what do we got Jalen Hurts going up against Arizona T Higgins questionable against Baltimore he's already got uh he's already got St. Brown back in his lineup
0: he's doing that solely for the projections
3: yep <laughs> that's exactly what he's doing we'll see if that
0: we'll, I don't think he's gonna play he's not
3: yeah
1: I don't think he will
0: Well, so who does he play instead? Does he play Elijah Moore?
1: Probably Elijah Moore.
0: Oh, against Miami? That may not be bad.
3: It's Garrett Wilson's. He's going to come out again. Even though Zach Wilson only gave him six freaking targets, but whatever. (sighs) Anyway, uh, Miles Sanders against Arizona. I don't know if he's going to do that again personally, but... um... Wow, we have hunt
1: we have Kareem Hunt versus Nick Chubb. It's gonna be a huge whoever gets those uh those goal line touches is gonna to be very happy and the other owner is gonna be pissed.
0: Oh, that's gonna be fun. I do think it's a fantastic matchup at the quarterback position. Jalen Hurts against Justin Herbert. So I mean there's a lot that's going on there. I'm not gonna to lie to you. As of right now, just to kick us off, I think that I'm gonna give the head I'm gonna give the nod to Shulman. Um You're going to give I just to Schulman? no god no anyways um i think i'm gonna give the uh you know the slight advantage to poop sack simply because cooper cup and marquise brown against t higgins and amon Ra who's not healthy as of right now um you know i guess you could go the other way and say mark andrews would be a a big part of it but i think that shulman just has a slight advantage this week with saint brown still being injured
1: I agree. I'm going to take Shelly. I don't think he's going to start Kittle, though. I think he's going to start Gerald Everett. I would start Gerald Everett, especially because he has Justin Herbert, so we'd have that stack. Um, But I'm kind of concerned about uh, Nate, Nate's team more than I think, you know, Shelley's team is going to win. I just think Nate has some bad matchups this week. Uh, I'm not really sold on Khalil Herbert as a flex. Uh, I think Elijah Moore is a very good player. I love Elijah Moore, but I'm still waiting to see him get involved in the offense very much uh, compared to Garrett Wilson, compared to Tyler Conklin, compared to Brees Hall. He just hasn't gotten it this year. So yeah. I think Nate's going to have another down week. I'm not worried about Nate's team long-term. He's got a great team. But I think, uh, think Shelly's got an advantage here. I'm going to take Shelly.
2: Guys? Yeah, I'm also going to go with Shelly. Um, I'm a little bit on the side of, like, I think that trade that we made kind of hurt Nate a little bit. Um, now, don't get me wrong. Getting Aaron Jones is massive. But, I mean, when, when Khalil Herbert is no longer – I mean, when Montgomery comes back and Herbert's gone, he's got Higgins, St. Brown, and then the only other person that would be like a week-by-week starter in the flex position at that point would be Elijah Moore, which we assume will be fine with Zach Wilson back. But if one of them goes down, T. Higgins always has a pretty rough time staying healthy. We're already seeing it. Amin Ra's been out, um, which it's just an ankle, so I can't imagine that's going to be much more than another week or two max. Um but like if one more player goes down, he does not have a whole lot of depth.
0: No. Um,
2: so I, I would say I would be a little nervous about long-term for him. I, I mean, he's going to be fine in terms of making playoffs, in my opinion. <laughs> um, he better hope that there isn't like, an injury or something. um, whereas surely I, I hate picking surely, but you know, here we are, um, <laughs> Just because I like you guys were talking about with matchups, Chubb's going to go crazy. Um, I, I think thirteen is a safe projection for Miles Sanders with Arizona. I think it'll be a shootout. Um, so I, I do think I do think Arizona will score some points in that game.
0: Um, yeah, it's going to be a good 13, one. Being um, yeah, he'll
2: probably start over, but. Yeah, yeah, Kittle will probably go off
3: for 20 if he puts him on the bench, which would be... <laughs> I don't know, man. He was really excited to get Kittle back. That's true.
1: He was. It's kind of weird that Shelly is excited to start a left tackle in fantasy. They don't really put up a lot of points. <laughs> I, I, I didn't really
2: know we did independent offensive line positions, but
1: yeah. How, how many points do we get for pancakes? How many points uh, do, you, do you lose for a sack allowed?
0: I believe zero. Zero. <laughs> So, yeah, no, I, I think we've got three on the side of Shelly this week, Trevor, uh, do you have any, uh, input on this one? Uh, I think you guys
3: already covered the matchup enough, but I'm going (sighs) to,
0: unfortunately, I'm going to have to pick Shelly as well. All right. So we got a clean sweep on that one. Shelly don't take that to heart. Or oh, don't Nate's, let that go
1: to Nate's, your head. Nate is gonna win now. I yep. already
0: know that. So uh no, that's a that's Nate. A we more win. or less did that for
1: you.
2: Yeah, yeah Nate, that was for you. Your well
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no, so first week, first matchup down. Let's actually go to the next one. Trevor, this includes you, so it's the CDC guidelines against two infinity and beyond. Trev, you are a 15-point favorite. I'm assuming there's some matchup adjustments that Josh still has to make, but how are we feeling about this one, guys? I don't think there's
3: any matchup adjustments he has to make. I think his team's just bad right now. Oh, I mean, wow. You, oh, you may be right. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: I mean, I, if Pat Fryman was only getting projected for eight points, it's kind of weird. I think he'll get more than that. against Buffalo. Um, uh, I mean, I think in general, he's just he's he's the number two guy in that offense.
0: I think that that entire game is going to be a crap shoot for the Steelers because it all starts with the offensive line. And Von Miller is going to be a nightmare for them. Yeah, and Pickett's getting his first start. I mean, thank I mean, goodness he's mobile. But imagine if it was Big league. Ben. Imagine Big Ben with this offensive line against Buffalo. He wouldn't retire at all. Just be like, Uh-oh. the
3: Steelers are about to get stomped. Yeah, it's like, it's not oh, absolutely.
1: Be absolutely, but Firema still gets. He averages eight targets a game. Yeah, if I'm sure he'll get some good garbage
3: time, guys. I actually, do yeah, probably. He's, he's
1: he's gonna get double digit points. I'd be shocked if Firema doesn't get double digit points. Um, yeah. I'm, I think this is I think this is closer than the projections say. But I'm I don't know. I was going to take Trevor, but I'm kind of reconsidering.
0: I, oh, I'm not going to lie to you. I was about to take Josh. But if you're reconsidering, I'm going to take Trevor. Simply because I think I don't actually think Russell Wilson's going to have a great week. I think the Colts stink, but I think our defense is actually very strong i think that we have a lot that we can send against the broncos offense um i don't think this thursday night's going to be a very fun game to watch if i'm being 100% honest but um i mean derrick henry is derrick henry and he's about to go go, go up against washington sorry the manders you guys are about to get you guys are going to be introduced to the king there james robinson Oh, okay. I'm actually definitely going Trevor simply because James Robinson gets the Texans here. So I think Josh, I do like your team. I think I've been an advocate for your team throughout the year. I think you're really getting unlucky with a lot of these injuries, but I do think that that luck's going to run out this week. I think Trevor's just going to come back with a vengeance. I think he's got a lot going on. He's got digs against Pittsburgh too. They're such a pass friendly team. I, I mean, if I, if I, I mean, traditional fantasy knowledge will suggest that josh wins this because nothing goes according to plan but you know if we're reading things on predictions right now i'm gonna go trevor
1: yeah so so my gut was to take trevor but then i don't again i don't like i'm not as high on the jaguars as i think a lot of other people are so then i saw like how much stock he has in the jaguars so i reconsidered but then I saw that they're playing Houston. So that made me reconsider again. So I, I think just because they're playing Houston, I'm going to go with Trevor. I don't believe in the Jaguars as a core long-term, but um, yeah, they're playing Houston and Trevor has Digs and Derek Henry. So he has plenty as well to make up for uh, players I don't believe in. So I, I think he's going to win it this week.
0: And wow. Trevor has the Broncos defense.
1: Broncos defense is good
0: they're going to
2: they're going to do well this week. <laughs> um I I you know I I've kind of been back and forth on this. Like Eric was saying, I'm not a huge believer in the Jags. Trevor has a lot of stock in the Jags. We showed how detrimental that can be for a matchup if it doesn't end up working out. Um Derrick Henry I think will do fine. I don't think he's going to go for 100 yards. I think Washington's run defense is a lot better than what is probably given credit to him just because of how piss poor the team overall is. Um, but I, I think if Tennessee is going to win that game, it's going to have to be through the air. Um, not because we will score more points, but I just think that, or, or they will have to play catch up by any means, but I, I just think that our run defense is pretty stout. So he'll probably get 15 rough, rough with his averages. Diggs will probably go off. T. Lamb will probably have Ramsey on him most of the night, maybe. Um,
3: Ramsey's guess... cooked.
2: Yeah, Ramsey is kind of cooked, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, then you look at Josh's team, and I, I was pretty skeptical on it. Um, Geno Smith at New Orleans. I don't really see him going crazy. Um, New Orleans is not very good. No, they're not, but I I don't know. I, I just think that's going to be, like, a really low-scoring game. Um, Jamal Williams at, at New England, they kind of feel like – I feel like New England's going to have a little pep in their step after figuring out their third-string quarterback is better than probably 90% of the third-strings in the league. Somehow it always works that way for the Patriots. Um, but the matchups I do see – Dalvin cook versus Chicago DK at new Orleans, Jamal, Ch- Ch- or sorry, not Jamal Jamar chase at Baltimore. Like I think Dalvin puts up 30 this week. I think DK could easily put up 30 this week. Um, Jamar probably will put up 20. I, I don't entirely, Eric would have to answer this. I don't entirely know how Waddle will do. I'm assuming he will probably get shut down. Um, Bridgewater, uh, he, he's going get, he's going get sauce. So So, he won't score a touchdown, but he might have some yards. Um, But like you were saying, 7.8 for prior, I think is a really low trajectory uh, when it comes to projections. Um, I'm actually going to take Josh this week. I I think he's going to, similar to how I had it with Trevor this week, I think he's going to get big enough performances out of three individuals where it will propel him to have enough. I can see it. So I'm going to say Josh.
0: That's a pretty exciting uh, matchup for sure. I, you know, we'll see how that ends up. Um, Kind of leads us to the next one. I'm going to stay quiet on this for now. I'm going to give my thoughts at the end, but to myself, the house of Jonathan against Mr. AJ got a, the Badgers at a five point favorite, according to our sleeper projections. So I'm going to pass it over to Trevor and Eric.
1: What do you think about this, Trevor? Trevor does Trevor does not think anything about this matchup. Okay. Uh I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of it's gonna depend on if Jonathan Taylor plays or not for Ben. Um, it's a Thursday night game, so it's a really quick turnaround. So uh I would be very surprised if they played him. I think it would be really bad for You know, I I don't think they should risk the injury with that. If it's an ankle sprain, there's a really high chance that they could aggravate it and make it worse. And, you know, this could go from, you know, you sit out one week, maybe two weeks to, you know, you miss six to eight weeks. You're out for until the playoffs basically. Um, So we'll see what they do. Um, But yeah, I think a lot of it's going to depend on that. Um, I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to play. So I'm going to assume that he's not playing. And if he's not playing, I think AJ is going to be a pretty heavy favorite. Um, I'm not a fan of either ETN or JD McKissick as a alternative running back, uh, for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, obviously Najee is still great. Having Jonathan Taylor and Najee is fantastic, but, um, yeah, not a huge ETN or McKissick fan. Um, not a big Thielen fan either. Uh, he just has not looked good this year for me, in my opinion. Um, so he's I, been I, a, he's th- been
0: a PPR guy though. He's, he's certainly been a, a go-to for Kirk.
1: Uh, I mean, he's gotten more targets every single game. But you got game. to play
2: him, though, Ben. You got to put him in the lineup.
0: Well,
1: Rashad, he, he's in has the lineup right injury, now. So
0: he's he's in the lineup.
1: I'm taking AJ. Yeah, I, I'm going to take AJ too. I think AJ made us, like a lot of improvements in the three-team trade, um, and I just think he's stronger overall. And I don't think Jonathan Taylor's playing. Okay,
0: that's how it is.
1: <laughs> I, hey if john if jonathan taylor was playing i think it'd be a totally different story
0: yeah yep, well, jonathan I, taylor I mean, it, you know we live and die by the jt but i mean i guess that's how life is and i uh i do not regret the trade yet so i'm not gonna say anything to to that game but we'll just see how things go um moving and,
2: on um as an update i just clicked on jonathan taylor 37 minutes ago Jonathan Taylor hoping to play Thursday in quotations. He's been rehabbing furio- furiously. furiously. Um, I definitely do plan to play, but if you can't go, you can't go.
3: He says
1: that, but he hasn't practiced this week. So I, I
0: mean, to be fair, I also plan on playing Thursday, but I'm probably not going to. So,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: it's, yeah, it's, it's I, a coach's call. Yeah, it's I an ambition. Obviously, season. I have to
2: choose myself, but I, I just think based off of matchups, I think is where it would get you.
0: That's, yeah, that's I mean it's it's certainly a it's certainly a tough week. Uh, I'm not I'm not underestimating the opponent by any means. I've you know not had, I've had a bit of a tough stretch here. I think you have as well. So we'll just have to see how things play out, but I am looking forward to it. Uh moving on, we've got Saquon D's nuts against Devante, <laughs> Devante and Associates with Mr. Ryan as the seven point favorite, according to sleeper projections. So uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't usually think the projections are that great. I think that's common consensus among the rest of us. But I do think that I am going to go on a get right week with Ryan here. I think that Jared's kind of run into a dilemma, you know, an ultimatum almost of what is he going to do post Javante? Uh, And I think that Ryan does have the tools necessary to pull off a win. So again, I've been wrong before I'll be wrong again. I clearly have been wrong because my luck in this league, but at the same time, I do think, Lamar is going to have a good week. Um, Yeah. What do you guys think?
3: This is Ryan. No contest. Next. Okay. Eric.
1: Yeah. I mean, like we, like we said in, in the recap, or like I said in the recap, Jared needs to make uh, some trades this week. So until Jared makes some trades, I have to go with Ryan. Jared just has too many issues right now with this team. Um, he needs to shake something up. Ryan does too, but Jared has more issues. So, yeah, it, it's Ryan for me.
0: Well, I mean, do we think that Ryan's going to get that RB1 for the Jags defense that he so hopes for? No? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh tough crowd. Anyways, um AJ, what do you think?
2: I'm also gonna go, Ryan, just just based off of the fact on um, exactly what Eric said. Unless Jared makes a trade and gets a couple pieces to his puzzle that are big time missing now. Um, I I don't think there's gonna be much competition. So Ryan, as long as you play the right people, I I think you should be okay.
0: I am uh I don't know. Actually, I would like I to think say, that- Ben,
3: Ben, I did laugh at your joke, but my mic was muted while someone else was talking, so you
0: just couldn't hear it. Okay, well, I'll, uh, I will take it. But <laughs> Although I do think that Ryan wins this week, I do think that Jared's team with Curtis Samuel against Tennessee and Gabe Davids against Pittsburgh, those are two pass-friendly games. Uh, I am interested to see how this pans out. I don't know who would be covering Curtis Samuel. And I think that Carson Wentz panics constantly and will always look for a safety blanket. And Curtis has really been that for him this year. Um, I am worried about AJ Dillon. I think that a lot of us had this perception that AJ and Aaron, I mean, AJ Dillon was going to take over Aaron's job. And, you know, maybe this is just me being, you know, an eternal believer in Aaron Jones, but I'm, if I'm going to be honest with you right now, Aaron Jones looks like the better back. I mean, he's he's showing dynamism in the backfield. He's he's dependable for um, Aaron Rodgers. Romeo Dobbs is also playing a part in that. I mean, and I think that outside of the tackles, I actually saw something recently that I think was really interesting about what Aaron Jones had done in the game. And now I know it's against the Bears, but at the same time, he is, you know, so there was like a um, Aaron Jones on outside runs had. Plus 54 rush, rushing yards over expected, and so all of his routes were to the outside the tackles. So AJ Dillon is really the grinder moving forward, and so in the terms in terms of a football player, I think AJ Dillon is phenomenal. But Aaron Jones is the guy, and I just i i i think Jared is really going to have to temper expectations with what he gets out of Dillon. What do you guys think?
2: I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think I I'm that's not just... really going to even say much about it. I, I think yeah.
3: I believe AJ Dillon is out touching Aaron Jones but Aaron Jones looks Electric Um, and honestly I think maybe I don't know if it's because like his legs Are fresh he just looks explosive Fast I mean he looks phenomenal He looks great yeah yeah Yeah. I mean Jared is in a pickle where I see Right now Um, I imagine He probably makes a trade coming up soon If he can get a lot of value for one of his players Otherwise he just sees if he can piece it together With the wire and uh, Pray that Something breaks his way.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's certainly something that he has to keep a lookout for. I think that Kelsey's probably the piece he can move. I don't think he's going to split with Saquon. I think the the heart wants what the heart wants there. But no, moving on, was. um, I actually wanted I'm interested to hear about this one. Um, but all my homies hate anonymous voter on the Kosha's poll versus Shavuotov, <laughs> um, and it's got Mr. Cooter as a <laughs> 0.5 favorite so austin is mr kunis is currently favored in this week but kunis and micah did anybody
3: take jared did anybody take jared i'm trying to get the pick anyway. no no
0: no no, one took no i think i took ryan okay. although i do want to pick jared solely to avoid the do you know what? i'm gonna pick jared i'm okay. gonna go jared
2: that's sacrificing exactly yourself this. for the betterment of the league. I appreciate I, that. Do
0: you know what I? I think that the, I do kind of like that. AJ Dylan's going to get going up against the Giants. If we'll see, um, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. And Kelsey's going up against the Raiders. That's a that could be a shootout. So I don't know. I I and also I don't really believe in Darren Waller. Like at all. So, I mean, I guess we'll just have to see if Keenan's out and Josh and Palmer is his flex as well. Do you know what? Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Jared. I mean, I can see the narrative where he has a couple big weeks from some of these plugins. Also I'm going against what I would traditionally think was a normal pick because I clearly get a lot of things wrong when it comes to this. So I'm just going (laughs) to go against my gut and I'm going to overthink it.
3: Yep, you're, have, you're doing great in the pick'em so far. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Yep. Do you know what? I've also, uh, you know, as, as a wise man once said, water finds its medium <laughs> or water finds its level. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I am not the wise man, so I couldn't remember the quote by heart. But moving on, as we said, uh, we've got Mr. Angus Cooter against Micah. Um, I'm actually going to pass this one to you guys because I'm not sure who I want to take on this one.
1: I think it's pretty clear. I, I think this has to be Kunis. I really like Kunas's team. I think Jared Goff is a really solid quarterback this year. The Lions actually look really good on offense. Obviously, uh, Mixon's, you know, he's had efficiency issues, but he's still getting, you know, the goal line touchdowns. He's still getting the, the PPR work. He's still getting points. Uh, Melvin Gordon's not great, but, you know, whatever. Tyreek and Olave is a really good wide receiver core um and i like lazard a lot and honestly micah's team scares me a lot too you know he's gonna have to start Ramondre stevenson and josh reynolds for a second week in a row so that's pretty scary um i don't know if they're gonna be able to repeat what they did two weeks in a row so i don't think it's really close to me uh i love kunis's team i think he's gonna take this one i don't think it's as close as sleeper makes it out to be
0: so you're a fan of lazard this year yeah I I can I, see it. I, I just safe. think that I think that Dobbs is going to take that role. I think Dobbs is I mean, you've got I think there's so much faith in the running backs right now. And I think that Dobbs is going to be I think it's going to be Tunyon, Dobbs and then the running backs. And I think that I mean, Lazard it, is going to get his deep threats and he's going to become that MVS or that role that he played last year. But I think Dobbs is really going to become Aaron Rodgers's favorite role or favorite receiver. As long so, as he holds on to the ball, I agree.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Lazard has had more snaps every single week. He's had more targets every single week. He's had more receptions every single week. He's had more yards every single week. Uh, like he's just improving as the, as the year goes on, as and, you know, Aaron Rodgers is finding his groove. Uh, it, to me, he's a pretty clear number one. I'm not doubting Romeo Dubes. I think Romeo Dubes is good. And I think he's uh, definitely got a chance at rookie of the year at the very least. Uh, and he's going to be a very good player. But I think he's there. Hold, on. The Super hold on, hold on, hold
3: on, hold on. Alan Lazard does not have more targets and more receptions every single week than Romeo Dobbs. Let I me mean, just throw that out there. No, 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 no no, I Alan, no, that. no, 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 no,
1: Trevor, Trevor, Trevor. Alan Lazard is improving in his own every single week. He went from three, uh, three targets to six uh, targets Oh, okay. Targets. I was Boots about to say. Two receptions.
3: Like, sounded, two receptions to okay.
1: four to six. I'm glad we cleared that up. No. Gotcha. Yeah. All Lazard right. is improving every single week yeah. uh, in every single one of those stats. Okay. So. Uh yeah, I believe in Lazard. Uh I think he's their wide receiver one. I think he's gonna be a really good flex option, potential like low end wide receiver two. Um yeah, I'm a I'm a Lazard believer.
0: I believe it. I mean it sounds sounds like it could be a fun match. So I mean final answers. What are we thinking, guys?
1: I'm yeah. Go. Kunis.
3: AJ. Jonas. Trevor? Sorry, I had to unmute my mic. Kunis.
0: <laughs> uh, I'd love to go with the. I'd love to be the one to go against it, but I do think that Kunis is the hot hand right now. So it's I'm going to go Kunis. It's a clean sweep. It has to be. I think Kunis is, it's for the brand at this point. I'm, I'm a big fan of Kunis's right now. Um,
3: plug and plays won't work. I don't, I, I agree completely with what you said earlier. Uh, whoever, whichever one of you said that you don't think the plug in plays will hit two times in a row.
1: Yeah, I, I, that was me. Uh, yeah,
3: that's that's really well, what it comes down to.
1: Yeah. M- maybe Stevenson does because I believe in Stevenson's talent, but I have no faith in Josh Reynolds two weeks in a row. Yeah,
0: and I will say that I do think that Micah's team is going to be fine the rest of the year. I think that if Keenan comes back healthy, we really have to see that because clearly the the age thirties getting to him with the the hamstring. But at the same time, as we've you know, it's as it's been season. said. Well, but as we've said throughout the day, water finds its level. I really, I was a a believer in that last year. You always return to the medium. I think that Eckler has kind of shown that. I think Kamara uh, Alvin's going to get back to that. He can't. He certainly can. He has the talent and the capability to do so. Chris Olave is there now. James yeah. likes to bomb it, but we'll see. Because I think that Kamara is still, you know, I uh, talent is talent. I think that form is temporary classes forever. He's going to show what he's valued at. He's going to show that he's a weapon out of the backfield. Um, But just this week, I think that Kunis has to take it. So yeah, no, that's the uh, second to last matchup. And to top it off, Mr. Sacco against last year's Sacco, Josh Allen's mafia against Sacco Wilson with Eric being the 11 point favorite um, on sleeper projections. So this one's interesting because, well, actually, not eleven point. The one point favorite. it, um, it is it
1: is eleven points. It's kind of glitch right now because it has. Uh, I have the backup Kansas City kicker in, and it has him at zero. But I also have Harrison Butker. so if he comes off the IR, I'll just like plug him in, and he's projected for like ten points.
0: So, okay. Yeah. Well, I um, yeah, this is a pretty interesting matchup. I I kind of want to kick us off with the fact that I think Josh Allen is going to have a field day against Pittsburgh. I keep talking about, I kept talking about Gabe Davis having a day. I saw Trevor's matchup with Diggs against Pittsburgh. I Minka Fitzpatrick's phenomenal, but they, they are nothing without TJ. It seems Cameron Hayward is not performing to what he's supposed to without him. I think Josh Allen is just going to run riot on them. Um, Baltimore and Joe Burrow could easily outmatch it, but I, Uh, Oh, I'm just a little nervous about that. Um, Although at the same time, I do actually think that Eric is going to pull this one out. I think that Joe Burrow is going to do just enough. I do trust Fournette against Atlanta, and Brees Hall is really showing what he's got. Um, Pittman is going to probably be a disappointment this week, but if Carson can get back on track against Tennessee, then McLaurin will be great. Goddard is so-so, but Dobbins. I think it's gonna actually come down to you and Dobbins. I think if Dobbins has a big week, that's where you win it. So, guys. Yeah, I,
2: unfortunately, I mean for for Bendy's team, if McCaffrey's got the 49ers, so that doesn't look like that's going to go well. Because one, Baker stinks, um, and as long as he's quarterback, I think McCaffrey's going to get capped. Um, Edmonds is going to have a tough time and we're also seeing his, his snap share percentage has gone from 63 to 51 to 44 to 28 right? <laughs> is really starting to seem like he's the clear number one, which he has on his bench. Um, so luckily for Bendy, he could flip flop that if he wanted to, um, Damian Pierce has gone into the role that the preseason hype I think was around, um, because beforehand it was, it was Damian Harris this and or sorry Damian Pierce this and that um, matchups have favored them pretty well um, in that aspect uh, when it comes to run defense. But at Jacksonville, um, I think the Jags take that one, and I think it's I don't think it's very close. So I, I think he'll get limited. Um, AJ Brown will be AJ Brown. Deontay Johnson, I think, is going to have a pretty rough week in Buffalo. Um, but like you said, Josh Allen will go crazy. Um.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I have
2: talked a lot of crap about Brees Hall to Eric, um, partially because he's my rival, um, <laughs> and I just do it to do it. Uh, he's a stud. And yeah, he looks so good, a blast. So I, it's like like he was saying with all the statistics in the beginning of the podcast, and, um, his his like future yard projections and stuff. It, it, it's going to be really fun to watch him when he actually is utilized 100% how he should. Um, Terry's going to have a great week. I think Terry will have a great,
1: great, great week. Pittman might do okay if Jonathan Taylor does not play. Um, Honestly, that's my hope. I'm, I, I I, like hate rooting for injuries, but like I hope Jonathan Taylor like rests for a week and just like sits this one out, recovers because I want Pittman to just get like 15 he, targets. Even if he does play, they're
2: not going to rush him 30 times. And for that reason, you know, he'd be a limited snap count. I think if yeah the play um uh, mm-hmm. for that reason but um
0: I am bracing for a week without him I must admit. Yeah. So but yeah, no, this uh this matchup is interesting. What do you guys have as a pick? Well, it's a tough one. It is actually.
2: Um I'm going to go with Eric just because I think where Bendy's gonna find his struggles is going to be in the reception side of uh the PPR. Um, I think that's where he'll he'll have his biggest opportunity. Um, where Eric will kind of strive and hit where he'll need to, uh, especially with the two running backs or three running backs up he'll have still up. Uh
0: thank
3: you. Oh my god. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh I am also gonna take Sacco. Um I don't love I'm doing sorry. that. I'm sorry, Sacco. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I I don't love doing that, but it really comes down to McCaffrey against San Francisco and Deontay Johnson against Buffalo with uh, what's-his-face uh, Pickens. Is it Pickens or Pickett? It's George, it's Pickett. George Pickens and Kenny, Kenny Pickett. Pickett. Yeah. I did that earlier today, too. Okay. Kenny Pickett. Yeah, with him getting his first career start, I mean – I like the rest of his matchups, but I also like the majority of your matchups, except for Pittman. Don't love that, but you guys already covered all that, so we're good. Pittman's
0: going to get Sertan. I honestly am going to go with Bendy on this one solely because the more I looked at the lineups, I think that this is going to be a really exciting matchup, and I think that both teams are actually going to have a good week. I think that if Bendy pivots to Chris Godwin and Godwin is healthy, that is what I'm basing it off of. I'm gonna go with Bendy if he goes to Godwin. Um, so that's gonna be my official answer. But off record, I think that if he doesn't go Godwin, I think that Eric takes it this week. So I mean it's a really tight matchup. I think it's gonna be a good one. But
1: do you think he should start Godwin instead of Deontay Johnson? Or do you think he should move McCaffrey 100%. to running yeah. back?
0: Yeah, uh, I he needs or to start he needs to start, start Godwin, Godwin over Deontay. I think he needs to figure out or, a with Pickett
1: or at Would you or would you? start McCaffrey at running back, move Edmonds to flex, and then start Godwin over the Miami running backs, either Edmonds or Mostert.
0: No, I'd still take one of the Miami running backs. I think if he can go Mostert, if he, you know, I'm going to let him figure out which one to go with on that front. But my choice right now would be Deontay sits a week, figure it out with Pickett, start Godwin against Atlanta. AJ Terrell is going to be on Mike Evans most of the time. I'm assuming they're Probably going to undervalue or underestimate Godwin this week simply because he's been dealing with the injuries. A lot of it, I think Godwin actually has a sneaky week. So if Godwin goes off like I think he could, I think I give it to Bendy. But like I said, if he doesn't do that, if he thinks that it's the right move to go Deontay, I think I'm going to give the nose to you. But my official answer is Bendy. You think Godwin could have a sneaky week against Atlanta? I don't think it's any. I don't think there's anything sneaky about it. I mean, he's on his bench. So, I mean, sneaky relatively. Okay. You know, clearly he's not starting him as of right now, but I mean, yeah, he he'll could be easily, there. Yeah. So I think so. I think he's going to have a more, how about this? Not sneaky. He's going to have a, a normal, a more normal Godwin week, like the high productivity yeah. PPR guy. He's going to be a, a safety blanket in that sense, but he's going to make a lot out of it. So I think if he plays Godwin, I think I'm giving it to Bendy so okay. yep. so yeah that was our recap for the week um you know thank you so much for tuning in i uh i want to give a special shout out to the guys who write the um written recap for the nfl or for the fsl uh, you know those are so much fun to look at you know appreciate you giving us a sneak peek on the coaches poll today uh be sure to tune in to us next week when we come out with another recap of the week but thank you so much for listening and hope to hear from you soon